Welcome to this week's special episode of Untold Stories, featuring Amanda Fisher. I'm Jordan. I'm Zach. And I'm Amanda. This week we have a special opportunity to hear a little bit more about Amanda's story. Um, me and Zach decided that we wanted to take a couple episodes, probably once a month, we're going to do this and spotlight someone and hear a little bit about their life and how they got to where they are. Yeah. We, Amanda's just a really cool person and she's got a really cool story. So say hi, Amanda. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So we just wanted to maybe start the mood with a uh, little childhood reminiscent, reminiscing. <laughs> um... So, oh, <laughs> go ahead. You know, Zach, you tell your story. Okay, I was kind of a lame kid. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Did you want a blue chair? No, I didn't. <laughs> All I wanted to be was a blue chair. <laughs> no, I had a rock collection. It was really, there was a lot of rocks. And none of them were very cool. And my parents, for one year for Christmas, they got me these roller blade well they really skates because they had the four things they're the adjustable ones that went over your shoes did you guys have those no but i remember those oh no i don't know <laughs> yeah i had those and i had heelys <laughs> do you remember heelys those were cool i always wanted a pair but i never had i any. think that we should bring them back that'd be a really nice way to get around <laughs> campus i saw someone the other day who had heelys and they were like an adult i was like whoa whoa I feel like BYU police would get after those guys too. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the mustache. I don't mustache and Healy's that's pushing me. Well, well I go to UVU so I could do it. Yeah. I don't know, Amanda, do you know the guy I'm talking about? The guy with the mustache? The police officer. The police officer. <laughs> he's crazy. Like he goes and he I've well he's not crazy, he's a good guy, but I've seen him like pull people over on their bikes. He's intimidating. He's I wouldn't want to be pulled over by him. What's anyways, your story, Zach? Sorry. We got we got, we got so dis- we got so distracted that if I finish my story, you'll probably just be very disappointed, so maybe I shouldn't. Okay, let's not finish that story <laughs> because this episode is about Amanda, not Zach. So, Amanda, what is uh, one of your favorite childhood stories that you think of? Favorite childhood stories? One of the most interesting ones is when we flushed a tarantula down the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I can think of right now. Wait, what happened? So, Log the toilet? We, <laughs> no, thankfully. Um, so we were in our basement of my home. I had to be about, like, four years old. And my sister and her friend are over, and, like, as a, you know, young girl, you look up to your sister. So I wanted to, like, hang out with them, thought I was cool. So we're just, like, dancing and everything. And all of a sudden, my sister, she's not wearing any shoes. She feels something, like, crawl across her foot. Oh, man. And then she looks down, and we see a tarantula, like, running across the floor, and it's, like, on the wall. And so, of course, we're, like, all screaming and crying. And my dad comes down, and, like, the closest thing around was a Bible. And so he took the Bible, and he, like, smashed (laughs) and, like, killed the tarantula. (laughs) And then he flushed it down the toilet. And then we're like, okay, um, so I'm from Maryland. Tarantulas are not native to Maryland. No. But... (laughs) Um, we had no idea where it came from until like a couple weeks later, we're talking to one of our neighbors and he was like, Hey, like I lost my pet tarantula. Like if you guys find it, like let me know. Oh, no. <laughs> Just so you know, like, oh, we uh, never seen a tarantula. Haven't seen it. Like, <laughs> so that was a pretty fun story. So you never told the truth. <laughs> well, I was four. <laughs> Wow. And uh, I assume the Bible smashing was before your conversion. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Just kidding. So. so, Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Like, uh-huh. where are you from? Uh, what What do you like doing? Just I, those kind of things. I'm Amanda. I'm from Maryland, about um, five minutes away from D.C. So that was pretty cool growing up in D.C. because I grew up with... Um, I love D.C. because everything is, like, so close. And I, I lived kind of out of the city, but I could go into the city for fun if I wanted to. But... I love D.C. because all the different types of people. There's people from all over the world um, that live in D.C., lots of different types of people, and so I had friends from all different countries, and that's, like, a big part of who I am, um, loving different cultures and um, trying new things. Um, I don't know. What do I like to do? I love dancing. I love singing. Not that I'm, like, super good at either of those things. I just love to do it. I sat by you at church, and you were pretty good <laughs> at singing the hymns. So Thanks. I attest that she's good at singing. And I, I take Jordan's word for it. <laughs> yeah. So I am a big outdoors girl. I love being outside. I love hiking, um, which is one great thing about living in Utah. Like, back home in Maryland, I wasn't, there wasn't That's a true. ton to do. Do they, like... Do they have, like, woods that you can go to? And So, Maryland is awesome because it has trees. One thing I miss about So, yeah. there are forests and stuff. So, I would go camping. Yeah. I have a tent right now in my car. I know. I've seen it. Ready for a camping trip anytime. I'm down. Right now? But right now, let's go. All right. <laughs> yeah, if you're worried about emergency preparedness, Amanda's the one to talk to. <laughs> She's got, like, tent in her car, and her trunk's full and packed. Super yeah. kit. S'more sticks. Right. And that also probably is because she has a special calling in our ward. Amanda, what's your calling? Um, I'm Relief Society President. What does that mean? So, Relief Society President in our church, um, the Relief Society is the women's organization in the church. And as Relief Society President, um, it's my job to make sure that, um, to work with the bishop, who's the leader of our ward, and um, help all the sisters... Um, temporally, spiritually, if they're struggling, um, any ways that we can help them. Um, I teach lessons, I visit with people, I don't know. It's, it's That's great. awesome. It's quite the responsibility. And to our listeners, I know there's like three of you out there. <laughs> I don't know, probably three of you are members, but maybe for the person who's not a member, you can show this. Um, Amanda has a really cool story on how she joined the church. Um, so what, like, what, what was your, like, first contact with the church? So, um, kind of like, long story short, my mom actually joined the church, and when we say church, we mean the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, she joined the church a long time before I was born, and then when my parents got married and started having kids... My mom, like, must have taken me to church, like, when I was little because I was on the records of the church. But, um, when I was four, my parents actually separated, and my mom was inactive, meaning, like, she didn't, she wasn't really a part of the church anymore. She, um, kind of, we kind of had a rough growing up. Like, my parents were both drug addicts, and, um, my mom, my dad quit, but my mom couldn't, and so I... I was kind of removed from my mom, and I I didn't see her a ton. Um, So I didn't know anything about the church until I was 11 years old when missionaries knocked on my door. Um, Okay. So, that was... Yeah. 11's, like, really young, you know? know, We were... Me and Jordan were both missionaries, and 
we we would go and talk to little kids and it was hard to teach them because you weren't sure if they were like paying attention or not but I guess Amanda was yeah it's also a little hard as missionaries because you're afraid that their parents will be upset at Mm -hmm. you for talking with them but that's that's really cool because as missionaries me and Zach went around and we tried to find people to teach and there's like um, names like that of children that the church knew about but that like their parents weren't active in the church anymore um, and so that's really good that the missionaries were able to find you that's it's yeah. a blessing so once they found you like what happened from there so um it's, it's actually kind of cool like all growing up I felt um it, it's one of the things I've really loved like seeing in my life and in my stories is how Heavenly Father prepares you um for the mission um that you have in life uh all growing up I like I said we kind of had a rough childhood but I always knew um that there was a God I lived with my grandma it was six of us in a two-bedroom house my grandma my dad my uncle my cousin and my sister my younger sister um and they weren't a religious family um we had a lot of problems but my grandma was the only like positive role model I kind of had in my life and she taught me that there was a God, and she taught me how to pray and to read my scriptures. And so from a young age, I knew um, that there was a God and that he loved me. One of my like earliest memories I have, I was four years old, or about four or five, and I, had, I lost my um, stuffed animal. And he was my favorite stuffed animal. And I knew that if I prayed, that I would find him. And so I closed my eyes, and I prayed, and I was like, Heavenly Father, can you guide me to find my... Um, my stuffed animal he's my favorite and so I prayed and then I like closed my eyes and just walked around my house and then when I opened my eyes that there was my stuffed animal and so um, sorry that was a long story short to say that I was prepared for when I was 11 Um, my mom actually passed away in August Um, and then a few well no she passed away in March and then in August um, a few months that you know the missionaries came knocking on my door and I just opened the door, it was like at night, and I see these two like super well-dressed guys with name tags, and they say, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and they told me that they had records of a Debbie Fisher and of an Amanda Fisher, and I told them that Debbie was my mom, um, but that she had passed away, but that I was Amanda, and they said, we're really sorry about your mom, but we have a message to share with you, can we share it with you, and I said sure and so they came back and they started teaching me the lessons did you Um, know who they were when they knocked on your door I didn't I didn't know I didn't know anything about missionaries I didn't know about the church and so really they just started coming back but I just I just remember feeling um because I did kind of live in a crazy household whenever they came over um there was just peace that filled my heart and filled my home um and everything seemed to be calm my parents were my dad was, at this time, he had quit doing drugs. He'd kind of um, calmed down a little bit. And my dad's a Christian man, too. He didn't go to church. But he, he w- one of the big blessings was that they actually allowed the missionaries to teach me. My dad didn't really. He was like, do you guys believe in Jesus Christ? And the church does. And so he's like, okay, then I don't care what church you join. So that's a huge blessing because I know there's a lot of young people who want to join the church and aren't able to. Um, But I had the missionaries come, and I just remember feeling so good. And I remember the first time I went to church, I went in and I saw these families, and 
they were so happy and they like loved each other and they were nice and I just felt so good and I was like this has to be like this feels so good and so I, I kept going and over the years my testimony grew and grew and I just I knew that it was true and yeah so. well, do you remember having any like unique experiences when the missionaries were teaching you or do you remember the lessons when they were teaching you anything that stood out um sorry we're <laughs> sorry. sorry we're in a car and somebody almost hit my car so <laughs> 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 um, sorry distraction um as far as stories <laughs> stories with the missionaries i <laughs> sorry guys he uh, he he totally like gave us a weird look. So. <laughs> sorry. Um. Anyway, sorry. As as with the missionaries, um, I don't remember too much about the lessons. Um, I just remember how I felt with them. Um, I grew like super close to the missionaries too. We're still friends. The missionaries that baptized me and um, I, I think my biggest, it, like I said, I I was prepared and I knew that God loved me and so. I was 11. I kind of joined at the perfect time where it's not like I had a ton of horrible sins I had to repent of. It was more of like, I didn't really, I believed in a God and here are these missionaries teaching me about him. So I was like, oh, this is home. This is right. And now I'm just learning about God. And so the biggest, strongest testimony building experiences I had were in like young women's and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's really important. I, and so I only, I only have a question for you. It might change a little bit, not the topic, but it'll change maybe the, the, the mood a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um, fellowship in your life and how other people um, were there for you and helped you um, develop as a, as a person. Oh, that is a huge thing in my life, actually, is my home ward was incredible. Um, for those of you who aren't members out there, ward is just the unit, the church that you go to for your, like, area, um, where you live, um, so I had a super supportive ward, um, I got rides to church every week, I had, like, the most amazing leaders, I got rides to seminary in the morning, at 4.45 in the morning, <laughs> um, I had, one of the biggest things was, because I didn't have a ton of super positive role models in my life, um, at church, I had that. I had people who, um, parents who were righteous, who loved their children. They showed me good examples of, of that, and they really took me in and, and cared for me and helped provide positive experiences for me for my testimony to grow. And so fellowshipping, um, having that strong family in my ward was, like, really important for me. And I wouldn't be here where I am today, like, if I didn't have that, so. That's... That's really important. Um, so, what are you shared with us that you know you did have a very uh, difficult upbringing that like your parents both struggled with addiction and um, you lost your mom at a young age. But what with other people out there that go through similar things, what's something you could share with them that has helped you become the person you are today and kept you where you're at? Um, one of the things, I can compare my life to, like, my sisters. They are not members of the church, and they don't have the gospel. And they kind of grew up, they grew up in the same 
you know, situation I did. And they're, they're really struggling with life right now. Um, and I think, um, a lot of their struggle is coming from not having a strong family and not having people that they feel love them and support them. Um, and so one of the biggest things that have helped me in my life is just simply the knowledge that there is a God, um, to know that if you're out there and you're struggling that and even if everyone around you sucks and <laughs> you don't have any kind of support there is someone there's a supreme being who created the entire universe but he cares about you and he loves you personally and he knows you personally and he wants you to be happy and so that makes everything worth it um, I have a knowledge of the atonement of Jesus Christ and knowing about that helps me to know that no matter what sorrow or pain or struggles that we can go that we do go through in this life, um, that one day, if I can endure and be happy and keep the commandments, that one day, all those things will be wiped away, and that um, I have a savior to turn to, and he can wipe away my tears. And so I think just knowing that that there is a God that He does love you and they do care about you and you know, we're not supposed to be in this life just to be miserable. Yeah, there's trials, but we can have happiness now and comfort in knowing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Amanda. That was some good experience. We, we definitely appreciate you coming on and telling us, telling us some... We, we appreciate it. It was a good experience for me. Um, is there, is there any, any last words that you'd like to say or anything that you feel like you should say? Hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, and that's the thing too, like my story goes on and it's continuing to go on and there's more things I could share, but that's the cool thing is that everyone has a story and something to share. And, and that's, I'm so glad you said that because that's what me and Zach are wanting with this is to hear your stories and to let you know that everyone has a story and that there's, there are uh, great moments and things in our lives that we've had and that are coming and so we really appreciate you coming on and sharing the story and we hope that those of you who are listening will be able to take something from what Amanda shared today and you know use it in your lives to remember I I think that was very good that she said just remember that there is God and he loves you